All right, everybody, Scoots here, and this is our kind of mid-season, um, what do you call it, uh, where, uh, like, an episode of Doctor Who, Not, for, I mean, it's late season, I guess, but it's where, um, I got to turn down the volume on my device here, but it's uh, one of the ones, you know, where, where there's, like, one of some of my favorite episodes, I mean, I guess you'd say, like, uh, I mean... Well, uh, fame, fame, favorite might be, you know, remember the ELO episode where the story does not necessarily turn around the doctor or Martha. And this one has a little uh, Hitchcockian uh, style to it, too. It's the episode, the, it's season three, episode 10, Blink. And it, it really has uh, some great performances. Not one to miss out on, especially, and it oh, also feels a little bit like X-Files. And what a year did this come out? 2007, I think. That was, so maybe it was like 10 years after X-Files. But really good episode. It opens, uh, well, now it's on the end of the episode here. So I'm heading back to the beginning. Let's get those closed captions going, please, Scoots. No problem, Scoots. I got you. Night, garden, rain, leaves. Oh, should we do it that way? Okay. Uh, wet leaves, tense music, keep out, moonlight mansion, young woman, pictures of lights. No, those are called chandeliers. Uh, wallpaper, some word I can't read, fife, flight, love, uh, Wallpaper something. B. Baware. I changed that word for you. She's wearing a nice scarf. Uh, the Weeping Angel and Duck. Biware. Weeping Angel and Duck. Uh, really Duck. Sally Sparrow Duck. Uh, now. And there's a projectile here, which I had to know. Is this the only projectile? And. Uh, where did the projectile come from? Maybe a slight continuity thing, but you know, can't, only I could quibble. And the, but it was like couldn't set this whole thing up uh, without it. And it was a really good open open for the episode. Really created a lot of layers of information that would come to light later and intrigue. And let us know the doctor would be involved somewhat. So for people that were like, where's the doctor? Where's uh, Martha? That's, that was my first question. Uh, but uh, angel with every corned every with covered eyes. Uh, I spelled eyes, E-V-E-Y. The doctor, 1969, is that what it says? Open, 1947. Um, Got some dialogue coming up here I want to read, but uh, someone upstairs versus Kathy, doctor on TV, don't blink, good luck uh, on lots of TVs. Kathy answers her flip phone, come down, it's 1 a.m., I'm not going out. Uh, no, come down, I'm in your kitchen. Screens, front room, my brother Larry, who is no pants, no, there's a little comedy sequence. Uh, with a little bit, this has a slight rom romcon to it, uh, and I really started like at first I wasn't like you really start to root for Larry. I mean, really shows the subtly. So, how do you say that word? I don't know. There's really good. I really liked uh, 
even though maybe you're right, there wasn't quite a romantic, like, uh, they had more of a shared experience. But I liked a couple of the notes at the beginning and the end about romance. Maybe that's just me. Back to the house. Like a good download. Like a green on DL. I don't know what that is. Uh, Bit ITV. Oh, like G and DK. They're working together. Flickus. That doesn't make any sense either. The cheddar. The something. The chocolate. The something. Angel out back. Weeping angel. It moved. What? Doorbell. Friend is nervous. Covers. Is it a people? She's covering something that I'm not familiar with because I don't live in England, in especially in an old manor. Work dude. Work dude. Serious at door in suit. Uh, pulls a letter out. Uh, exact date. Exact time. Find watches. He he wants confusion. No, he wants confirmation. He needs an ID. Friends goes off. Friend goes off. Angel has moved. Checks her ID. Angel getting closer. Here you go. Long story. Catherine Wainwright Nightingale, formerly Nightingale. What? Kathy? Is this a jest? Is this a joke? Uh, very funny, Kathy. Then Kathy. Oh, there's a bump or a banging noise, and then we see Kathy's in a field with cows. And then then we're back with uh, Sally and the suited dude. He was even good. Really good casting. He says, please take this letter. Kathy meets a farm boy. She's in Hull. He's the farm boy. Well, okay, no, no. I'm projecting. He's sitting on a a stone wall in the middle of fields. So I called him a farm boy. So I apologize. He's eating an apple. Promise to my grandmother. Uh, the whole times, uh, 1920, Cass- but Cassie's able to roll with it. Talk about, res- when, when you look up the dictionary, Cassie, uh, Nightingale, Wayne, Cassie, Night- Wainwright Nightingale should be in there because she rolls with it. Uh, Sally, then Sally opens the letter, purchases the slow but quick burn. Okay. So then there's pictures. There's like a kind of slow reveal but it's not really slow it's like a quick like uh that uh you could figure it out right she's getting kathy's traveled into the past somehow via via angel touch we can uh, angel bump and she sent a letter from the past to sally which was already our first clue with the wallpaper needy after you sick throws it down looking for kathy Angel at the top of the stairs, room full of stone angels, mystery music in a key, and one angel's stone hand on a twine, a key we recognize. Eyes covered, dude in a suit, uh, plods, what is, could not, uh, eyes covered and not, and not something. Dude in a suit, uh, plods, uh, exits, I think he runs off, uh, chase music. Wind and hair and Sally's hair, angels in windows. Then she's at Cappuccino with an exclamation point, a cafe. Tears as she reads the letter again. 
Ben, first person I met, Ben, that's a, the farm boy, or he could be a shepherd, or he could have just been a guy eating an apple on a stone wall in Hull. First person I met ends up, uh, there's a flashback, 2007 to 1920, new life. Then Sally goes to visit her resting place in London, I guess, not in Hull. Or no, we're, they're not in London either. They're in... Uh, I don't know. But so she goes there. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, because she said, is this London? Uh, 1902 to 1980-something. Angel, watch. Tell Lawrence. Uh, bond. Okay, and then we'll, we'll, we'll let's roll it, and then we'll come back. Okay, so we got the uh, the wet leaves. And Sally's on an adventure. She's wearing that scarf. Uh, and it looks like it's a handmade scarf. Uh, she's checking moonlight, moonlight, rain, leaves, wind. She approaches this manor. So she's an adventurer. That's all we need to know. That's all you need to know. Sally, courageous and on an adventure. Uh, not the first person on this adventure, uh, but she goes into this. She's, she likes taking pictures of chandeliers, possibly. I mean, she could have started the chandelier cast, uh, but, I mean, she, her life ended up being a lot more interesting than that. Now she's taking more pictures and looking around. There's a fireplace with things in it, then there's a, a letter B behind a piece of peeled wallpaper. She peels the wallpaper off. Aware. Uh And then she says, what? Uh, so she peels more. And uh, it comes right off, uh, The Weeping Angel. I really like this episode. I watched it a couple times. Uh, oh, watch, you know, watch out for real. A really duck. Uh, and then it says her name, so we get the thing, Sally Sparrow. And now she's looking more and more kind of breathless, like, what the heck, a duck now. Then a projectile comes, water balloon, don't worry, just a water balloon. I don't know where the water balloon came from. I guess we could assume, it, oh, there's a uh, some sort of, there's a, a bunny, glass bunny rabbit. Uh, now Sally goes back, uh, looks around, who threw a water balloon at me? She's got a, the only thing she sees is a weeping angel with wings, st- a statue, not a real weeping angel. Except, and then it says, the doctor, 1969, Sally's breath really gets, goes away. But I guess she would already be like, this something up with this, right? Uh, no dialogue in that scene. Now she goes up the stairs. She's in her friend's house, Kathy's house. Uh, then she can hear the doctor's videos running. Don't, you know, don't blink is the thing. Don't blink. Uh, fast, faster than you can believe. Don't turn your back. Don't blink. This also was on the preview. Doctor's very serious. Good luck. Video stops there. But there's a bunch of videos. I guess 17. One has Martha and the doctor and a two-shot. All of them are paused on different things with the doctor. But Sally doesn't know anything. Then she calls Cassie. Cassie's cell phone rings. Cassie's in her PJs. She's like, what in the heck? Uh, she answers the phone. She's like, I'm making coffee. Come downstairs. Sally, it's one in the morning. We're not going out. 
So it's like, I realize that I need somebody to talk to. I don't know if it's the same night they go back to the other place. But she says, by the way, my brother, have you ran into my brother, Larry? He tends to walk around without pants on. I mean, to be honest. And, uh, so she's Larry and he's like, uh, he's got a bit of scoots in him. Uh, says, Hey, he's blurry eyed pants. And she goes, no. Now Cassie's mad at her brother. She says, put on some pants. Come on. I mean, seriously, you live with your sister, you wear pants all the time. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, one thing if you live on your own, but uh, she goes, sorry about that. Uh, and she goes, what's going on, Sally? Something seems to be up with you. And Sally's like, uh, so then they go back. During the day, it should be noted, girl investigators, you and I, Sp- Sparrow and Nightingale, another call, like I'll be called back, uh, in a different way. It works, but it's more ITV than BBC. But they're having fun. They go into the manor house again. Uh, but, it's, oh, Sally kind of does, well, yeah, like looking at old stuff. That's why it makes me sad. Uh, but sad is happy for deep people. Is that what that says? Uh, Sally's looking again at the note left by the doctor for her. There's wind. She looks back at the angel. Is it in the same spot? Weeping angel. What up with that? Kathy says, I don't like that thing. Oh, then Sally does note that it's moved from where it was. I'm sure of it. Last time was closer. Close, it got closer to the house somehow. Kathy's like, get over it, girl. And Sally's like, oh boy, what is going on with me? And how can my name be written on the wall under, uh, Underneath the wallpaper, right? Then the door, then the doorbell rings. So really good. Why would somebody be here? It's a bell. It works. Uh, Kathy doesn't like it. I don't know what she's holding. Is it over the bell? Maybe. Oh, I guess it's the thing you would use to call. You would use to call to the front door. Like that you would talk through. Maybe not. No, some sort of light switch. I don't know what it is. If you've seen this episode and you know what Kathy's holding her hand over, let me know. And it's this uh, kind of reddish-haired young man in a suit. Sally Sparrow, how'd you know I was here? I was told to be here this time, this date, exact moment. Good thing uh, Kathy's got good memory. I would have sent somebody at the wrong time. Wrong. I think it was like, uh, no, I'm pretty good at time, actually. I'm not good at relaying time, though, so I'd, I would know the right time and date. But uh, So she pulls out her driving license. Kathy's watching, but then there's some noises that get her attention. And she's looking around. Has the angel moved yet again? The angel's in some sort of greenhouse uh, that's uh, or back uh, garden. Oh, now we see the angel definitely has removed its hands from its eyes. Go back to the letter. Yeah, I had to make sure you were who you said you were. Hard to tell. The, are you really Kathy? And we see the angels getting, or Sally, angels getting closer to Kathy. So now it's like, okay, something's definitely up. We see Sally Sparrow's written. Kathy's watching still. Long story. Give me a name. What do you got my letter? What are you doing here? Catherine Wainwright. Now we see the angels in the same room as Kathy. 
and uh, she was Kathy Nightingale once upon a time. Then we hear the bump. Uh, Sally looks, Kathy? Kathy, yeah, that's my, my grandmother's name. She's the one who told me to bring this, Catherine Costello Nightingale. This a joke? Not a joke. Uh, I'm in a suit. Like a pinstripe, so, you know, a nice suit. Uh, she goes looking for Kathy. There's still an angel out back. Kathy gets up uh, in a field. The only thing I realized is she time traveled in clothes from the future, and I don't know if she has her cell phone on her. But those are questions, you know, not for this. Come on, Scoots. Uh, and I say, well, it's just stuff I think about. Uh, and we see the farm boy or the boy eating an apple. He does look a, uh, he's dressed, uh, I don't know. He could be a newsy. I mean, that's what he looks like dressed, dressed wise, a newsy. And he has a newspaper. He's not delivering him though. So she, she's, that's where she's, you're in a hall. This kid says, I made a promise to my grandmother. Oh, that's when it's revealed to give you this letter. That's when we realize that, you know, they're doing it in parallel. Old times, 19, December 5th, 1920. Kathy says, what in the hey, hey, hey? Your grandmother, yeah. 20 years ago, she passed. Uh, what? Uh, and then she opens the letter, sees pictures, looks just like her friend, except uh, different ages, right? They could be identical twins, your grandmother and Kathy. Still hasn't made the connection. Cassie has, so she's storming off from the far, from the newsy. My dear Sally Sparrow, the letter says, my grandson did as he promised. And as you read these words, it had been mere minutes since we spoke. For me, for you, for me, it's 60 years. Uh, wild, huh? Third of the photographs is of my children. Youngest is Sally. I named her after you, of course. And, you know, there's even a picture of her as a grandmother. Kathy's like, or Sally's like, this is not cool, dude. She just throws it down, goes looking for Kathy. Nice joke. It's not funny. Also, it's December 5th. She goes upstairs. No sign of uh, uh, Kathy, but there's an angel at the top of the stairs. A stone angel at the top of the stairs in the house. Uh, there's two of them. And. I get that. Oh, that's when she finds me. There's three. Yeah, there's three. And that's when she finds the key, which I don't know. The angels may be up to something more. I don't know if the, yeah, I guess, uh, how did they get the key? Oh, I guess when the, what happened to the, that might be in another episode or something, but uh, they probably need someone as, as smart as uh, Sally Sparrow. I don't know if they're up to that. Uh, or if they're, they're like Sally just gets lucky, but uh, they're giving her the clues she needs, but they also need it too, in some sense, or they want it. They don't need it. Uh, maybe. I mean, they could, like, uh, well, we'll see. So Sally's got it. Wait, hang on. The guy run, in the suit runs off. Uh, Sally runs downstairs, takes the letter. He's put it back together. He's gone. She's like, what in the, what in the, she looks, what, the wind is in her hair. Oh, yeah. Heroin, heroin level hair. The angels are watching. 
And I wonder how they, like, in transport, though, you'd say, it's a, why is that angel in the field? Like, uh, so then she's at cappuccino with an exclamation point, with two C's, too, big C, and then cappuccino, then an exclamation point. As long as you read this, don't feel sorry. I had a good full life. Uh, this is a letter. Loved a good man. Loved well in return. And you would have liked Ben. He's a nice guy. He's a newsie. He was in like a newsie. That's what I, that's when I, you know, you know, I loved newsie, the newsie, the West End, you know. Then we get a flashback of him following her. Just a brief one. Big Sky. Still eating an apple. So, you know, he's good. Sally goes to visit her resting place. Uh, 1902. New life is exactly what I wanted. Uh, and uh, she goes, oh, you told me you were 18. I don't know how old they're supposed to be, like in their 20s or 30s. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. Another angel is watching. There's also like an underlying thing with this episode. I'll just tell you. Oh, wait. Now we're at the DVD store, so I got to pause it. But there is this underlying thing with the episode. Now, I don't know if it's controversial at the time. Trust no statues. Like if you watch this whole episode to the very end, it... uh establishes that possibly no statues are trustworthy. Uh, so just, you know, I wouldn't hold that. It's fiction, right? So it's just a fictional proposition that no statues, not just the angel statues that are connected, the four that are connected in this episode, but the Hitchcockian thing, just like with Hitchcock and birds, uh, you see, could you trust any of these beings? Uh, maybe you shouldn't. But again, so just fictions. So don't worry about it. Uh, it's, you know, getting on those archetypal things. Okay, so Cornelia, oh, people, Hull. Okay, so we're here. Where are we here? Kathy Angel. Okay, Bantos, Bantos DVD store. A lot of uh, Easter eggs in this uh, episode. Probably way more than I can even imagine. Uh, but some small ones that I did catch, uh, Bontos DVD store. There's a guy working there, very similar, you know, he's pay, he's watching something, uh, and he's not paying attention. She's a customer. He said, you know, he says, hold on, hold on. I'm watching the scene for the 500th time. And this is something we've lost as a culture, you know, DVD stores, uh, for the most part, there's still a few left, uh, that are like this one where you could get people that are really into it. Uh, then we meet uh, Lawrence Nightingale again. He's got a rubber ducky in his office. Doctor's there. Oh, hello. Doctor's on a DVD. Uh, Larry comes in, or Lawrence. He's eating chips or candy. We've met before. Well, hold on. You'll figure it out. There it is. Uh, I'm the one that saw you naked. Message from your sister. She's gone on a tr work trip, but she loves you. There's good comedy there. Uh, who is this guy on the TV? Bit absurd or something. It's a, you know what Easter eggs are? He's doctors talking about don't blink again. Oh, like a DVD Easter egg. It's like an extra, kind of complicated. It's weird. It's on only 17 DVDs, uh, hidden. And only these 17 movies, uh, random or rewards, half a convo. Like he's like he the so it's the doctor and the doctor and Martha having half a conversation. You and inherit called up front, uh 
Sam, this is on Listener Plate. Oh, so we see this. Oh, so I saw this uh, timey-wimey stuff. Uh, so yesterday, was it yesterday or Saturday? Huh, good question. I think it was, where was I going yesterday then? If I was going where I think I was going, maybe it was Saturday. But at some point this weekend, I saw someone had a license plate and it had this, their license plate holder said this, timey-wimey stuff and something else. Uh, so that was weird for me. Uh, you, uh, you, year after year, me yelling at doctor, lots, list of DVDs, go to, why don't you go to the, uh, like, uh, the authority figures for help? Uh, no one ever does it. The guy is saying that to the movie, but Sally takes that as advice and she heads out, uh, to the authority figures office to find a de- detective, right? Uh, uh, go in there, big. All big old, oh, big old house. Uh, oh, Wester Drumlins. And the guy goes, Wester Drumlins, what? Uh, prove Angel's Watch. So this is the Hitchcockian, like, because she's, they say, wait a second, we got a detective looking into that. And she goes, then she looks out, she sees these angels watching her, then they zoom on her eyes, and the angels aren't even there. She blinks, and they're gone. Uh, Hitchcock, Govel, Gravel, out first, uh, detective, uh, letter, but this guy, he's like, I gotta get someplace to go, and then he meets Sally, he's a bit of a romancer, I don't know if romance is the right word, Uh, he goes, I'm late for that thing, but then he says, well, hello, Sally Sparrow, uh, I'd like to give you my attention, but also it's kind of weird because he has this gigantic mystery. He's more interested in Sally Sparrow than the mystery. Uh, he goes, we got two years worth of cars that are left at the, uh, at Western Drumlins, uh, in this big blue box. It's an old fashioned police box, but it's not right. Cause the windows are the wrong size. It's a simple Yale lock, but we can't get it open. Uh, and he has a goes. He got, she, she says, "Yeah, what do you think it is?" He goes, well, "You're missing the big, big question. Would you go out with me?" And she goes, "Now, Detective Inspector Sparrow Patch. Oh, I think he has a sparrow patch on his thing." And then she goes, "Well, I want to figure out this investigation." He goes, "She goes, I'll just give you my phone number only." But then she like leaves, and she goes, "You could call me, maybe. I think something like that." Sally Sparrow. Stitches or something. I forgot his last name. And then outside the box, he walks, he looks up close, his eyes blank. Uh, Sally's in the rain. She looks at the key, and that was the clue, the lock. Uh, she goes back to the garage, and the box is gone. So let's see. So let's run through a little bit here. Okay, so we got the DVD store, Sally. Uh, just tell him I love him. I think this is the dialogue for, oh no, that's the sister. New secondhand and rare, Bontos DVD store. And Sally goes in, Angel smile. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, a lot to look at here. And the guy's like, uh, sorry, I'm watching. She goes, I'm looking for Lawrence Nightingale. In back, uh, I'm watching a movie. Okay. 
Norton, Vantis, interesting lights, water jug, uh, posters, painted plates, plates, hello, a lot of set prep, and then the doctor and Martha froze in their talk, and Martha, sorry, uh, quite possibly, the doctor says, uh, afraid so, Lawrence comes out, oh, hello, can I help you? Uh, doctor says 38, uh, he tries to pause the DVD. Sally's like, what is this, uh, Palm Beach something inflatable? Hang on, we've met, haven't we? She goes, it'll come to you. He thinks about it, he goes, oh boy. He covers himself up, she laughs, uh, sorry. Message from your sister. She went away for work, which isn't the actual message, but, uh, Sally... Tries to soften it the best she can. And she had to go away. I mean, I guess it all makes sense to Lawrence later. So it's like, uh, okay. And she loves you. Well, that's weird. Why would she say that? Uh, so then there's some comedy based on that. Good writing. I liked it. She sort of mentioned it. Uh, and uh, is she ill? No, no, no. My ill? No. Is it a trick? No, she loves you. Please, like, uh, then the doctor says, time is not what you think it is. Who is this guy? Sorry, pause keeps on, you know, keeps coming off pause. Yeah, but you were watching it at Kathy's house last night. Same guy on multiple screens and something about blinking. Yeah, the blinking, blinking bit's great. Uh, checking to see if they're the same, these Easter eggs. Uh, it's something hidden on a DVD. Like a DVD extra kind of, uh. You know, sometimes they put these hidden things on there. Got to go looking for them. Bunch of clues on the menu screen. Complicated, doctor says. Sorry. Pauses it again. 17 different DVDs this is on. Totally unrelated, but all he's on all of them. Only those ones. The publishers don't even know about it. It's a secret. Uh, tried to contact them. Worked on the internet even to get it, get to the bottom of it. And uh, just those 17, I mean, what's up with that? Uh, random remarks. And like hearing half a conversation, me and the guys are always trying to work it out. Uh, she goes, oh, you mean the internet, your internet friends? He goes, yeah, who do you mean? Uh, she's still like very lighthearted about it, even though. And then they call him up front uh, for a customer. And they, this is when time is a, people assume time's project, you know, linear, but it's not from a non, it's just a big ball of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. That's what the thing said. Big ball of wibbly wobbly timey. And she goes, yeah, it started out well. Got away from me. Seems like the doctor responds to her the first time. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. That's enough. Uh, I've had enough. Uh, I've had a long day. Now Lawrence comes back with the list of DVDs. Also, this thing, Canard, uh, White Star Vacations or something, to London, which we'll see again later. Sticker on his uh, green envelope. Yeah, great. She takes it. She runs off. That's when they say, go to the authorities, check in with them. Uh, That's what you're supposed to do in this situation. So she says, huh, maybe that's good advice. So she goes out in the rain to to meet the detective. And goes into the office here, and she says, yeah, I realize this is wild, but uh, 
Let's try this. Uh, there's a big old house, been empty for years. Wester Drumlins, I had it right, out by the estate. Uh, you see, and then the guy goes, I got a detective. Hold on. Uh, we're looking into that. Not really, though, because the guy who got in charge of it's just a bit of a player playing around. And she looks at the angels, so we get a sense of, like, something else is at play here. Not, you know, not these aren't the angels you're looking for, or something Luke might say. We zoom way in on her eyes. She's got hazel eyes, I think. I don't know. Does she have hazel eyes? And then she looks out again in the rain, and they're gone after blinking, which is true because they're there. So I guess that's how they go undercover. And then, no, now they're outside of the, oh, so those are the same angels. Okay. So they moved closer to where she is. They've been following her. Now, this detective is smooth, man, handsome. Uh, he says, hello. Uh, never mind, I could give you my time. He does have a sparrow patch on, it looks like. She smiles. They go, he says, look at all these cars and this police box, you know. All of them left here. Uh, so strange. Even like uh, coffee, motor running. Two and a half years this has been going on. All at the Western Drumlin house. And uh, this police box, windows are in the wrong place. A little bit, phone's in the wrong place or something. Uh, and we can't get it open. Thought it was a joke, really. She's like, what is this? He goes, oh, you used to use it, you know, it used to be a way to check in. Uh, you used to have them all over, but this isn't real. Phone doesn't work. Windows are wrong size. Can't open it. So, but that's not the big question. He says, uh, he goes, yeah, why don't we go on a date uh, right now? She's like, like, uh, ridiculous, right? Ridiculous. Uh, He's got a really nice jacket on and a sweater. The sweater actually is nice, but it's not as nice as the jacket. And uh, he's charming. I mean, I said, uh, I mean, he's very direct and inappropriately direct at work. But, uh, and they said, well, I'm not working. I took the day off. Uh, Shipton. So that's when she's like, uh, accidentally says Sally Shipton. Uh, and she goes, just my phone number, not a guarantee, not an IOU, just a phone number. And it's Sally, Sally shipped, I mean, Sally Sparrow. He goes, oh, wait a second. Uh, and then she goes off, she said, he goes, I'm going to call you, uh, phone you tomorrow. And I guess she does say, I'm definitely going to, okay, you better call me. He goes, yeah. And then he goes, and the angels are around the box now. Four, one, two, three, four. He goes, huh, what the heck? Uh, and they're touching the door because now they have the box, but Sally has the key. So they actually missed, they're just a, a few seconds too late, I guess. Uh, so let's see, or maybe not, I don't know. Maybe they don't realize that they had the key they needed. I don't know. But they, they like, uh, he's like with the angels. He ends up walking up to one of them too close, covered eyes. Are the eyes covered? Yeah, he's staring at it. Uh, like, how did these angels get here in the last five minutes? Uh, and then we zoom on his eyes. He blinks. And uh, obviously he gets the angel touch. Uh, 
Now, right as he gets the angel touch, we go back to Sally, who realizes Yale lock uh, that they can't open. I have a key to a Yale lock. Uh, and I think they do that through memory voice, you know, re- like redoing the dialogue. Let's see. She's running in the rain. She gets across the street. She pauses, pulls the key out. Ordinary, yeah, and then ordinary yell rock, yell lock, nothing fits. Well, let's see, where were we? Oh, Sally in the police box coming into the rain, in from the rain. Uh, good, good rain. She comes into the basement. She looks around. No police box, though. No angels, no nothing. But she, oh, there's a wind and a broken door. And then we see the detective. He's uh, against a slimy wall, or algic wall. Doctors there. Welcome, Anne Martha, 1969. Moon landing's brilliant. We've seen it four times, Martha says. Doctor's got this thing, but Jake, back when we had transport, working on it. Touch of an angel. Get some backstory in here. Don't get up, uh, time travel without a capsule. Maybe, you know, don't go swimming either. Uh, weeping angels, the doctor talks about, uh, they, instead they send you into the past, uh, and, uh, you know, then they take away your energy somehow. You're gone from the present. So they get the, the rest of your days, all your stolen moments. Oh boy. Fear's got mine. Creatures of the abstract. They love potential energy. Might have one living in me. Trust me. And Martha says, uh. Here's a timey-wimey detector. It has a wish you were here uh, postcard. It's different. I thought it was a different, uh, thought it was the same as the sticker. Whether or not you want, actually, oh, uh, can cook an egg. And this dude's like, he's like, Where, wait, 1969, Martha said. Uh, somebody nicked our motor, so we can't give you a ride. We need you to take a message to Sally Sparrow. Good news. Bad news, Billy. You're here, you know, there's not a, it's going to take you a while. Uh, Sally's phone rings. Really, again, the, so many, like, emotional depth to this, Billy. Hey, come by and see me, she says. This is only, like, the midpoint. Uh, let's see what we got in here. Box blue, Sally and rain, box is gone. Billy Wall, green, 1969, four times moon landing, touch of an angel, potential energy. Troy worried, rector, boil egg, 30 paces, nicked my motor. Sally Sparrow will take a while. Billy calls Sally to the room bed. He's in his PJ sleep and he wakes up. Raining when we met too. Same rain, Sally says. Uh, (laughs) Writing, man. And there's rain going down the window. He says, yeah, wow. He's staring. Then there's wedding picture. She's looking at it. Her name was Sally, too. Sally Shipton, a little jokey-poo, or, you know, callback. They shake their heads. Uh, I thought about looking for you before tonight, but uh, apparently it would have ripped a hole in space and time, and uh, two-thirds of the universe would have not been great for it. Uh, Also, I lost my hair. She smiles at that joke. Two-thirds of the universe, where'd you get from? Well, in 1969, I got a message for you from somebody. Ooh, the doctor. Oh, boy. 
What's the message? Just this. Look at the list. Uh, turn hole, time hole, 17, you'd have 17 DVDs, uh, publishing videos, DVDs. That was my job. She pulls out the list. Uh, yeah, I didn't stay as a detective when I moved to, I went to publishing, then video publishing, then DVD publishing. Have in common, he said you would. Put the Easter egg on, he laughs. Uh, understand, now only tonight, one last night. Billy, look forward to it. Uh, suppose it's hard for you in a way. How could the doctor have known I'd have a list? I'll stay with you till the rain stops. It could be a song. I mean, it probably is. He said you'd understand it, but uh, that I never would. Sally, list, window, oboe. Oh, yeah. So after he takes his trip to another dimension, uh, she looks out the window, listens to, you know, there's oboe music playing, but it becomes action investigation music. Uh, calls, banks, they are mirror, Easter eggs for me. Meet me, Western Drumlins, uh, Scooby-Doo's house. I don't live here. Doctor sits glasses on. The doctor, yep, that's me. Same sticker as the time you want me? No, it's actually not. Martha has a job in a shop. 38 years. How's that possible? I'm clever. Don't patronize me, Sally, says doctor. My auto cue for the future, Lawrence does shorthand. So angels have the phone box. Uh, statues from another world, old as the universe, quantum locked. Uh, when seen, that's why they cover their eyes. Uh, they can never be seen. Oh, I know that feeling. Up to now, send it back to me. That's the last they are. Crying, don't blink fast, don't blink, good luck, each or something. No, don't rewind or remind what good. Strobe action. Just on three more. Don't split up. Front door. Stay, lorn, door locked. I gotta dry. She's calling him right now in the live episode. DVDs, they're the ones, the one thing they have in common is me. They're all the DVDs I own. I'd like to see that list of what Sally Sparrow was into in 2007. Uh, I want you to meet me at Wester Drumlin's. Uh, one light bulb downstairs, Larry, close, sweet basement, Scooby-Doo house. He goes, what do you live in Scooby-Doo's house? She goes, I don't live here. You're, you're ridiculous, buddy. Sets up, uh, this is the DVD that has the best sound, slightly better picture quality. And it doesn't matter. Okay. So he just got, uh, he gets ready. Doctor sits down, puts his glasses on. This is it. This is a live one. There he is. Uh, he's got his glasses. Sally sits down. The doctor? Who's a doctor? He's a doctor. Yep, that's me. Okay, that was weird. Sounds like he's replying. He always says that. Yes, I do. And that. Yep, and this. He can hear us. Oh, my gosh. He can't hear us. Of course he can't hear us. Look, uh, I have the transcripts. Everything he says. Uh, Wait, maybe that is the other sticker might be the one. You're going to read that whole thing? Sorry. Who are you? Time traveler. 19, I'm stuck in 1969. We're stuck, Martha says. All space and time. He promised me now I got to get a job in a shop to support him. Sorry. 
Quite possibly seen it before. 1969. That's where, yep, afraid so. But you're replying to me. How do you know 40 years from now what I'm going to say? It's 38 years, actually. Now that's when Lawrence starts writing it down, Larry. Not so fast. People don't understand time. Not what you think it is. Uh, well, what is it? Complicated. Tell me. I'm, sh- I'm clever. And I'm listening. Don't patronize me. Get to the point. I'm not happy about the situation. Okay, time's strict progression cause effect. Nope. Actually, a nonlinear, non-suggestive viewpoint. Big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Yeah. You said that sentence got away from you. It did get away from me, yeah. Okay. Now you're going to say, well, I can hear you. Well, I can hear you. It's impossible. And then Lawrence is like, holy moly. Well, not hear you, but I know everything you're going to say. Why? Look to your left. Uh, Lawrence is taking it down. He's on the left. And Lawrence like, I think that's a political statement. He means you. What are you doing? Writing shorthand. She's like, oh, boy. And, the you know, the oracle said I'd fall in love with a man who can write shorthand. He goes, wait till this, uh, the Easter egg forums. Uh, he goes, yeah, I got the transcript here with me somehow, still being written. I'm time time traveler, though. Oh, wait, let me get my head around this. So you're reading a lot from a transcript, you know, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Uh, this is when she says, wait a second, you can do shorthand? Oh, boy, didn't think that would make my back sweat, but it does. Uh, and he goes, they got the blue box. Uh, the angels have the phone box, right? The angels have the phone box. That's Lawrence is like, uh, I got that T-shirt that says that uh, statue things. No, they're beings from another world. They're statues. No, just when you see them, because they're quantum locked. Uh, we covered that all. Yeah, let's see what else I got in my notes. A strobe action, hurry up, uh, downstairs, one light bulb, three more angels, you can't move. She has a sticker on her sweater, probably just a tag, uh, pointing lights out. What is that, magic? Uh, how does it get the lights out? Uh, well, I guess maybe moving? I don't know. Inside TARDIS. Yeah, they turn to stone when you look at them, so you can't, you can't deal with stone, but as soon as you look away, it can unbecome stone, even when you blink. So don't take your eyes off of it. That's when they don't. That's why they cover their eyes in case they look at each other. They're one. Their greatest asset is their greatest curse. Loneliest creatures in the universe. But now we know. Sorry, it's up to you now. It's the end of the transcript. So the blue box. It's my time machine. There's a vast energy in there. You know they could use it and turn off the sun or something. So you got to send it back to me how. They would more block the sun, I think. Uh, afraid that's all I got. Dr. Hologram, disc, gold, journey, DVD player, slots, angels, rock the TARDIS, it pumps. Don't blink. Don't even blink, the doctor's saying. Leaving us behind. Something bank. uh Transport, look at that, the look of it. He's tracked the intricked them into looking at each other. We'll never move again, question mark. One year later. So we'll get to that part. So now they're like, are you looking at the statue? No, you're talking to me. Oh, boy. Statue's there. 
made a move, but now it's frozen. Larry, you keep looking at it. And don't blink. I mean, I would hold my eye open, I guess, or uh, one eye open, and then switch eyes, maybe? I don't know what the strategy is. Not splitting up. Uh, moving where? I would definitely push him over, too. Just my personal thing. Remember what he said? Don't blink. Don't worry. I'm nerve. You know, I got nerves. I'm going to the front door. He holds on to the light uh, chain. Okay. What? I'll just be around the corner. You stay here. She tries to open the door. Locked. Uh, locked in. Key. Uh, they find, they want a key that I have that goes to the box. Uh, give him the key then. Nah. I like Larry's uh, combination. He's got a jacket and a hoodie. He's got a maroon hoodie on. Good layering. Uh, what about the other angels, Sally? A good point, but he's like, uh, they've, well, we'll find out, I guess. Uh, he's good acting. He's starting to get nervous. He's got hair like mine a little bit. His is a little more layered. He turns the angels closer to him. Sally. Uh, back door's locked. So it turns out the angels must have opposable thumbs when they're not frozen because they can, like, uh, I would assume nail nails and drive cars. If no one's looking, he's sweating now, backing up. Smart move, backing up. Sally, hurry up. Uh, and they can't go through doors, so I wonder if how strong they are. She's like, let's go in the cellar. Let's split up, and then we'll go in the cellar, because it's probably way out down there, like a delivery hatch, and probably not dark at all. And he says, great idea, coming. So they go down the stairs, one light bulb. It leads us down. Three of the angels are around the police box, but she has a, di you know, they're separated, so she can see all three of them. So she's comfortable. Okay, I know how this works. Uh, Angely poos, as long as I can see you, you can't do nothing. Lawrence comes down the stairs. Sally grabs a key out of her jeans. She's got a two sweater layer, like a sweater vest and then a long shirt. Maybe a, no, it's not a, um, she's, she's like, who's watching the stairs? Lawrence, you watch the stairs. Come on. We could, we could figure out how to do this, but it would be difficult. Uh, why is it pointing at the light? Oh boy. It's using some sort of power to shut the light off. Uh, angel stone power or something quickly unlock the door. This is just like a movie. Lights are getting low. Get some good strobing as the angels get closer, as it blinks. You know, they're just there to get, you know, get, let them, you know, help them uh, practice, you know, their spiritual journeys to another, I guess, to the past. They get in the TARDIS. They lock the door. The angels are outside. And the, I guess you, yeah, once you close the TARDIS door, it's locked. Then the doctor says, you got one trip. You got a special disc. Uh, Detected. The disc is glowing. Seven twelve security protocol. Protocol. It's a lot of protocols. There's a doctor a hologram, and put it in, and it'll depart. So it's coded actually to do exactly what they need to do. I guess the DVD, which is cool too. 
So maybe she writes that in her future notes. Uh, but the angels are rocking the box while they're in it, trying to get the DVD and it goes in. And then they realize that, uh, they're not, the, the TARDIS is traveling back in time without them. A lot of work for the doctor. He's patient, man. I guess if you're in timey-wimey stuff, why wouldn't you be? She goes, I can't believe you're leaving us behind without the TARDIS. So the TARDIS dematerializes, and the angels, you know, start to materialize because they're right outside. And, you know, they're, uh, but they're looking at the angels, so they're frozen. But then we realize the angels are looking at one another. Lawrence realizes it, I think. And uh, they're frozen forever, I put, but is it really? Then one year later, but books in DVD store, I think. Uh, we'll see when it comes up. She has all of the letters and all the old stuff, like a whole, her whole case file for this thing. Golfing in the way of, oh, then Lawrence says, I got to get some milk. Don't you, oh, you're still holding on to that stuff with the doctor. Don't you think it's getting in the way of other things? This really burned me. I mean, in a good way. Because either he's in love with her, apparently, and they run a shop together. But it's like, uh, and he says, don't you think this is in the way of other things? She goes, we just run a shop together. And I said, man, <laughs> times I've heard that in my head or in person. Uh, that's about it. Just a shop. That's all it is. Just a shop, huh? Heartbroken. That's what I put. Yeah, so they sell journals and other stuff. Uh, and the store's cleaner and nicer. And uh, she stares as he goes out for milk. And then we see the doctor and Rose uh, with a bow and arrow. Martha's got a quiver. Bow. The doctor's got a bow. Martha's got a quiver of arrows. A large one. You got it all from me. 1969. You'll need it. Uh, well, well. Sally Sparrow. Lawrence and the doctor look for look, uh, takes his hand, milk and love and music, uh, Sparrow and Nightingale. And then we have an anti-angel seek or anti-statue sequence close. Other things, huh? She looks down. She goes, we just run a shop together. That's all it is, just a shop. Oof. One year, one year is like, uh, that's a long time to run a shop with someone you're in love with. She's got beautiful dimples. Uh, but, I mean, I'm not one to uh, talk. I'd, I could, I could, if, yeah, I could have a crush on somebody for longer than a year. You see there's records and books. Oh, Dr. and Martha get out of a cab. And they're going after something that's getting ready to multiply. We'll read some of the dialogue here. Sorry, I'm in a bit of a rush. She runs up to the doctor. Something's happening, important. Martha's like, Doctor, we got to get moving. She goes, it's really you in person, IRL. You don't remember me, though. Oh, because you're a time traveler. Migration, Martha says. Yeah, and he goes, it's complex. Uh, things don't happen to me in the same order. Confusing even at weddings, uh, especially at my own. Oh, yeah, you're a time traveler. That hasn't happened to you. Still in your future. Martha's like, yo, we got to go. 20 minutes. Uh, she goes, oh, it's me all along that gave you all the info to get you out of it. Uh, not your own wit. It was my help. Uh, one day you'll get stuck in 1969. You're going to need this stuff uh, for reals. Uh, okay, got a dash. Uh, four things and uh, something else. Got to deal with it. Uh, okay, go on. See you around someday. What's your name? Sparrow. Sally Sparrow. 
soon to be maybe Sally Nightingale Sparrow or Sparrow Nightingale. The doctor sees Lawrence. Lawrence has got a thing of milk. She stares at Lawrence, takes his hand. And I said, there's hope even for me. Goodbye, doctor. She takes his hand. They return to the shop. Doctor gives a look. of He's happy for him. They hold arms. Antiquarian, antiquarian books and rare DVDs. Sparrow and Nightingale. And then we have this interesting <laughs> sequence. Uh, starts out, it just... Uh, it's about 45 seconds of uh, should you trust any statue not e- of any kind, children, symbols, uh, well, anything anthropomorphized. Uh, so that's the thing. If you're, you know, taking, if you were a fundamentalist watching Doctor Who, you took everything as like canon for how you would live your life. You'd be so, that's how I, was, that's how I let TV raise me as a child. Luckily, I didn't see Doctor Who. And that ends with a close-up on his eyes. And the doctor says, don't worry. It's just fiction. You don't have to worry. Statues are only there. Like the song, someone to watch over you and blow you kisses. An angel, a real angel that cares and wants you to rest so well to snuggle into your bed and get comfortable. Good night.